Heavy metal horror. Did we do a trick or treats? Oh, kind we of did. Thing? Yes. With the that's the only other one I can think You're of. Right. I'm Eric. Yeah. I'm Charlie. We love heavy metal horror. Obviously, one out of 220 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> we did. Obviously, one we covered the genre. genres. Right. Yeah. I think it's more we've uh, we've watched so many movie of these horror heavy metal horror movies and we just haven't gone back and revisited them one. But this is one we've never seen. No, I've never heard of this movie until until you suggested it. Black Roses is a picture. This is a fun movie. Yeah. This is right in that wheelhouse of late 80s, rubber monsters, heavy metal, great stuff. Great era, love. right? I think 1988 is the year we have covered yeah. the most. If we've not hit up heavy metal horror other than, yeah, go our trick-or-treat episode. That was that same kind of perfect, like, solid gold dancer heavy metal. Yeah. It really hit the glam metal... I guess we covered Wasp recently. That's true. That was a good song, too. <laughs> yeah. We're getting there. But Black Roses is that perfect 1988 sweet spot. Without counting, I'm going to guess like 30 of the episodes we've done are from 1988 movies. I could, best, I could see that. Best year for direct-to-video mm-hmm. genre horror. They were covering all the nuanced genres because everybody wanted a piece of that <laughs> sweet direct-to-video horror movie pie. Right, you make a movie for four hundred thousand, you can make a million. Exactly, and right. you can experiment when it's just going on video. Like you don't have to worry about the box office numbers, so you can get out there a little bit with your horror. Yeah, get and a little so, silly with it, but maybe get a little too dark at times <laughs> with it. Yeah, you <laughs> can go have, anywhere. Have uh, some cool like D-list heavy metal guys in your band on, in the movie, and uh, get them to do the soundtrack. Right? Yeah, put together a million dollars, make Black Roses. This is great. This is like a satanic panic movie. Exactly. Yeah. Right during that era when my parents were starting to get afraid of the music mm-hmm. that I might be hearing. You know, I was a kid, impressionable. Yeah. In Sabbath school. like Black we, Sabbath school? Black Sabbath school, yeah. <laughs> In Sabbath school, we they watched... They shouldn't have sent you that. <laughs> they were just begging. <laughs> They, we watched this movie. It was like a docu-series. Oh, yeah. It was multiple weeks of this. <laughs> it was a documentary called Hell's Bells. Great. It was like a Christian-made documentary in the late 80s. And it was so sick. Oh, yeah? It was so cool. Was it like where all the kids were like, I like heavy metal now. Yeah, it, it I blew <laughs> up. In, it was amazing. Because it was a long series. And a lot of it was this guy standing up on kind of like a high school lecture stage. Mm-hmm. Like and he would, but he would do shit like play records backwards. Oh, and say like, "Did you hear that?" And then it would say, and like you could not hear a thing. <laughs> Nobody heard that. But like half the moms of the crowd would be like, "Hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah." Sounds like Satan to me. And so I had never even heard of 
back masking. So this right. this documentary taught me everything about heavy metal. It is the guide because it would just be like, here's another band that talks about Satan a lot. Here's another band. Let me show you every Iron Maiden album cover. Their first album's a lot better than the second album. Yeah, it is just a step by step guide. They show clips of like Pink Floyd, like The Wall. Yeah, they go deep. And just show kids all the cool Satanism hidden in music. That's was, crazy. That's like a drug, uh, like a dare program being like, definitely don't go down to Fifth Street and ask for Johnny. Yeah. And see this pipe? Don't fill it like this. It's just dare like letting you try it out, yeah. all the stuff <laughs> for how like sucky it is. I like, imagine you're going to hate H. Yeah, I imagine that's just them, the Christians being so offended by the music. They just play it knowing that it will offend you, the child. Like, can you believe these guys? And they dress like school kids, this ACDC. They, were, they covered all eras, man. They covered like Zeppelin. They were deta- going through in detail about wow. the satanic elements of Stairway to Heaven. I had never heard Stairway to Heaven. I was nine, eight, nine years old, right? And now they're going through step by step. And it's like Plant is just screaming like, so where's we and just like, oh and my all the kids god! Are like, their hair's getting blown back. This They're like, in, what? Yeah, I just—it's called Hell's Bells: The Dangers of Rock and Roll. Oh man, I hope that's on YouTube. Somewhere. It's got to be. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm, about to I'm go hoping down a this is like. Here. This is. I'm as I'm saying this. This is one of those things. Like, how widely spread? This had to have caught on beyond the Christian. People must have heard of yeah. this. Yeah, they got it at like the Christian video store. It wasn't in the normal uh-huh. video store, but this by now. This is our next Girls of the Carnival. I think so, yeah. But anyway, so this heavy metal, this is right in the same. Satanic Panic was hot when I was like an eight-year-old kid. Definitely. Hot. And yeah, a couple have... kids tried to kill themselves after listening to Metallica. Mm-hmm. And then all hell broke loose. And uh, that's how you got the warning labels on the CDs and stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, in the 90s. It, that's kind of where they ended with it. Yeah, metal was a danger. But yeah, it was it was bad. It was video games and heavy metal was going to corrupt the kids. This documentary, The Dangers of Rock and Roll. Mm-hmm. They aren't even just targeting like, you know, Lemmy. They're yeah, yeah. Sure, or whatever. Like they aren't even talking about stuff. They're going deep. I remember It all this... started with those hips shaking on Elvis Presley, right? Yeah, man, The Dangers of Rock and Roll. It's got a beat. And like, <laughs> no, they talked about the Beatles. On here it's like all of these guys are bad. Wow. Every one of them. God, I can't wait to watch this. Uh, I haven't seen this in three, five years. Sounds like years, a Ken right? Burns documentary. <laughs> sounds like really detailed it's, and too I, long. <laughs> I remember it being the greatest thing I'd ever seen. It's the Was your Sabbath school guy just like a 26-year-old kid like no, smoking a cigarette? Very like, much right, not. Guys. <laughs> not. Not cool. We had no not youth cool. pastor. No. None of that. It was all just dads. Mm-hmm. Guys that signed up for deacon elder duty, whatever. But so... Satanic panic was hot. Parents were scared that these kids... It's like how much people flipped out when one kid ate Tide Pods. Right, yeah. Heard about it for Pretty five much, right? years. Mm-hmm. One kid can't handle kill them all. Yeah. Kills himself. Ruins it for everybody. People flip out. And <laughs> Black Roses... Is and a, yet, guns are still widely available in America. They're around, After right? people freak out with guns every uh, yeah. six minutes or so. Two kids. <laughs> two kids ride the lightning. <laughs> and it's, and it's all me. over, yeah. you know. Take forgetting to wear uh, laceless shoes to the airport for the last twenty years. Yeah, we're still dealing guy. with the effects of reefer madness <laughs> in this country. <laughs> and in '88, man, they were scared of rock and roll. This was the gateway 
Yeah. And Black Roses is a great like parody of that while also feeling like it is in favor of the message. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of, kind of both sides in the, there the is kind of this of cool rock. effect of like our main character is a high school English teacher who's tries to save these kids from an actual satanic, you know, band. And yeah, you're, you're kind of like, uh, there's heroic music playing every time the teacher's doing something. Yeah. And you're, I think you're supposed to kind of go along with him. It feels like it's side. He's with like the saving the kids. And, uh, it, it, they can't, they're doing the same thing that hell's bells did where they're presenting like the cool demon band who can like rock people's faces off <laughs> literally. And then they get this teacher who's the voice of reason and like our gateway into this movie. But he's like a Tom Atkins, Oliver Reed, mm-hmm. <laughs> fake, fake Atkins, fake Reed. We got a lot of fake Atkins in this era. I think they actually use Tom Atkins wardrobe from most of his movies on this guy. Uh, John Martin as uh, Matthew. M- Mr. Morehouse. Matthew, oh, yeah. Mr. The Morehouse. The cool That's literature teacher. Yeah. He's, I had to like. He is such a cool he's a, high school he's a teacher. Teach. He's a totally new guy's, you know, a, a teacher like that in, in our high school. We, sure. He'd rap with the kids, you know. And oh, yeah. Get them all in the circle. Like sit on the edge of a desk. <laughs> yeah. Try on a kid's sunglasses while think, he's just uh, making around. What do think Emerson's trying to get at here? Yeah. You know, trying to be cool with Rapping the kids. about Emerson. But then the second the kids are like a little unruly, he's like, we got to stop this heavy metal. Yeah. <laughs> it is. He's not cool about it at all. No. He, I could not believe this. This actor is, I, I am not familiar with John Martin. I guess he did a lot of soap work. He was a, Looks for, like a lot of former soaps. Marlboro man. Huh. I could see that. Yeah. He's got the stash. He's got the stash. He's got, hair. Yeah. He looks good in a flannel. Yeah. He's got a lot of flannel work. I liked his orange and black <laughs> sweater. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a head shaking no. Man, I rewatched this today again. I don't think I really caught the sweater the first time. He wears it through a large chunk of the film. Yeah, watching it now, I was like, what the fuck is he doing in that sweater? (laughs) (laughs) It was so bizarre. Because he's in, like, jeans and flannels the whole time. And then, yeah, he just shows up, like, in a Harry Potter sweater (laughs) out of nowhere. Oh, no. It's pretty bad. I was into the sweater. You tanked it with the Harry Potter... A little too Gryffindor. Yeah, me. man. He, no. he, he's like 20 minutes in that thing. Then at home, he just kind of pulls it off and then throws on a denim. It's a total Mr. Rogers move. Yeah. Come oh, man. Take it off a sweater to put on like a smaller sweater. Yeah, exactly. Like a little bit lighter <laughs> Pretty sweater. Pretty sick. And then uh, that same scene, he takes a beer out of the fridge and like pours it in a glass. Something about pouring your beer in a glass is like, ooh la la. Yeah. <laughs> Getting the Coors Banquet instead of the, the Coors Light, huh? Sitting pretty. Not even a cold glass. Real Richie. Out of the cupboard. Putting his tape stereo. But a cool guy. Well, he's Recently got... divorced. Yeah. Loves the kids. Maybe likes the kids a little too much. Good buds with his father-in-law. But recently Real good divorced. Buds. Yeah. Real Total good Total bros. He... This actor was 37 years old in this movie. Hmm. And he gave off hard, like, 53-year-old vibes. I could see that. I had this guy pegged way older. Watching it, like, back through, I'm like, sure, he's... He's 37, well, younger uh, than both of us. The that the thing I did read was the main teenager. Oh, Johnny, Johnny Pratt. That, that actor kid, was, that kid had to be 30. That actor was 20 years old. <laughs> 20? No, he was 28, 28 years old. Sure. Yeah, 28 years old. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just how they did it, man. You know, it's like taping a bunch of cats together. Yeah. <laughs> just the teenager doesn't look like a teenager. You got to get a 28-year-old. You got to get a 28-year-old. 
but you for the, get for, for the a fifty three year old, you got to get the thirty seven year old. Yeah, there's a tipping point, and but just the simple plot of demons hypnotizing a small town, like a tester town. Mm-hmm. Demons come to this earth. They're testing out their new hypnotizing skills using heavy metal. And they try it in this little town. What's the town? Mill oh, Creek? Mill Mills Basin Pond? or something? Mill yeah. Basin. So it basically looked like, a, well, it was somewhere in Ontario. It's oh, up in Canada. I, I thought this was a Canadian It was production. up in Canada. And, uh, or like Western New York. You can't like do a, a teen's movie set in filmed in Canada, a movie that requires you to get at least six people playing teens mm-hmm. without one of those six appearing very Canadian. Oh, yeah. It always happens. You can't go six non-Canadian-sounding actors. That voice breaks through. But I think they got a lot of people from New Jersey in this movie. A lot of these kids you think? <laughs> had New Jersey accents. Something was going on there. They just bust these kids up from uh, Trenton. They got like... <laughs> up to Ontario. Yeah. They got like the ultimate Jersey icon. Well, yeah. We'll Lower Bronx. But demons hypnotizing the town's youth. Just as a dip in their toe in, like, see if this can work. Mm-hmm. This is the starter mission. And say whatever you want about the rest of this movie. But starting your movie off with a bunch of practical effects monsters doing, like, a Lizzie Borden song. Yeah. Pretty cool. That song's been stuck in my head. Yeah. That's a good song. Pretty cool track. So the beginning, we find out later, uh, is this just, like, a bunch of different Black Roses bands? Is I, that what it's implied? You know like, what I mean? are they, did they dispatch a bunch of different Black Roses bands? I was trying to figure out what was going on in this movie. Sure. <laughs> and I just kind of gave up about an hour in. Okay. Because a lot of this stuff just doesn't seem to, to track with the rest of it. But yeah, we open with a band of demons playing, and they look like pretty good, like they're muppety, just, yeah. fraggle rock looking guys. And they're just shredding. And they're killing it. And the they, crowd's loving it. And. Then it's like some other demons explode out the door, and then we cut to the small town. So I feel like they've already been doing this. Yeah. Going along. But uh, well, I think l- it's supposed to be the same guy, Damien. Is the that one... the same guy? Because he's a totally different monster. It's a totally different monster. He can yeah. do multiple monsters. That's what I'm saying. I think they just did a bunch of different bands. Black Roses. Yeah. Somehow all the kids suddenly heard about this band. They got that Gabbo hype. <laughs> yeah. The like kids they, love the them. album ain't out yet. They've never played a show before, but suddenly they're like playing their little podunk town. These kids are honored. They're like freaking out that this band that's never played live and has yeah, it's like a, never it's done like anything Elvis to got, deserve their love. Yeah, if Elvis hadn't played live and it's just the Sun singles, right? And so kids had heard the coolest sounding guy ever, and boom. Now the actual coolest guy ever is going to play Mill Basin? Yeah, he's going to play our high school theater, basically. Lo- lose your mind, right? So the town kids of Mill Basin and the 30- or 40-year-old kids mm-hmm. losing their minds. And I get it. I yeah. get it more with the opening demons than I do like when we get introduced to the Black Roses. But I'm in this. Yeah. I'm into this movie. The music's pretty good. Uh, I yeah, I I like the uh, twists it takes. Like I said, you never you never really know what's going to happen because everything that happens just kind of randomly seems to happen. <laughs> well, whether so it's the, kids getting turned into like the yeah the face you know getting their uh, mummified effects, or you've got 
demons pretending to be kids or kids going on a killing spree. Like, yeah, it's it's unclear it what the demons can possess the kids to do because also the demons seem to be able to make the kids shape shift. They yeah. don't get deep into how, the the hows yeah. or the whys. They we don't even get the demons like grand mission. I guess they're just gonna like have an army of kids take over the just, earth. I think they're just taking yeah, stealing souls, turning kids evil. It's kind of a that's their thing. That's they're the pretty happy, thing, with right? It. Yeah, yeah, and. <laughs> After we get that kind of big blow-up beginning, demons bursting through, like, the push-bar doors of a mm-hmm. gymnasium, you know, real local small-town metal show shit, that's when we get introduced to this kind of literature class of Mr. Morehouse's and his uh, feelings for these kids, mm-hmm. sometimes conflicted feelings. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of problematic stuff going on in this movie, <laughs> yeah. actually. There's, oh. like, this pervy stepdad. There's the... This, not pervy, but kind of easily convinced to be pervy dad. There's Mr. I'm Morehouse's. not going to say easily convinced. That guy would have had to been a saint to turn down the strip <laughs> gin game. That guy was forced into that. He was assaulted. He was, yeah. That guy kept trying to do the like, oh, I don't, I don't know. After a while, though. Maybe my just favorite like, guy. But yeah, poor guy. Oh, Tina. Oh, Tina. Tina. No. <laughs> that poor man was coerced. Yep. That guy was set up from go. Yep. Not a jury in the world. <laughs> when she's taking off her stockings, he's got like his head in his hands, just like, I t-. It's... The other guy, stepdad, always really pervy, right? That guy yeah, was more of just a like, I don't even, how is this? What, what, yeah. what are we even? Why would I, okay, I mean, okay. How is this me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just wasn't expecting it, right? But <laughs> we get introduced to like all our kids. And Johnny, you talk about the theater, theater energy, <sighs> brother. This kid felt like this every is our main bad boy. Main bad boy with the sleeveless denim and the feathered hair and the the eyes of a of a middle-aged man. Yeah, bloated. Clearly <laughs> clearly an old dude. <laughs> this guy is older than Buddy Repperton. Yeah, oh yeah. He's exactly. like Buddy he just looks like a dad more. Like he just look He's, we always get like a really tired Will Forte type. <laughs> That's exactly him. <laughs> yep. And every li- he's supposed to be like our bad boy, right? And every line he says, I kept, the first time I saw this, I kept expecting him to start singing. Oh, yeah. It felt like this. At one point, he is just swinging around a, a lamppost. I couldn't I'm believe like, it. Here it comes. I was, I was like, are we doing singing in the rain right now? Like, he's like, I just want to paint the town red. Da, da, yeah. Da, yeah. Da, da, da. He says he's going to, and I'm going to do it too. And I'm like, oh, it's. And then once he has that run of a theater kid where the, it's going to cut to the next scene where suddenly he's just like, you know, got like a cane. <laughs> I kept exactly. waiting for that cut because he has it's the arm the run across He's the down theater the street, literally singing in the rain like swinging on the lampposts yeah the way Leaping. he phrases each sentence the next sentence it's just like you know my dad says I shouldn't be listening to heavy metal I'm like <laughs> it's like leaning forward and it's like because I kept waiting for him to just pivot to the camera and be like but not for me like right. just like it's gonna this take is early off. enough in the movie where you're like mate we started with a song yeah maybe we're gonna yeah keep this thing going here. I was actively rooting for this to be a musical I would love to see a Broadway revival of Black Roses this, this thing is <laughs> ripe ripe for, for a modern it. day yeah. Broadway take 
a million Johnnies out there. Yeah. Waiting Just to crush for this. this shot. This was the campiest performance. <laughs> he actually goes and gets a bucket of red paint. I'm going like to paint this town red, Julie. I don't, yeah, it's like, I don't know if you know what that means, John. <laughs> if you are aware of what that... You don't actually paint the town I'm going to do, do it, too. He gets one can of paint, and he, he, uh, he acts like... That like uh, Mr. Morehouse comes around the corner and he like runs off like he's gonna get fucking arrested <laughs> for stealing a can of paint. I think it's important that we see Johnny and his big boy aspirations and how yeah. quickly he'll still turn chicken. Right? He can't tell the girl how he feels. Right? This is a classic kid uh, looking for an outlet, mm-hmm. looking for something to latch onto. In the literature, he's just not touched by Emerson. He just can't relate to Whitman. Mm-hmm. You know, even Tony. Even Tony himself says it like, like, what can I learn from Emerson? What can he learn from Emerson? These kids are looking for something to latch onto. And honestly, Morehouse is one of these asshole cool teachers who doesn't teach shit. (laughs) He just thinks that these kids are supposed to be into it because he's like wearing like a a sweater and kind of put his leg up on a desk. But when the... One girl is like really interested in something, and she's like, "What does this have to do to Emerson?" He's like, "Oh, <laughs> more than you think." Like, what game are you playing, Morehouse? I love when Tony, after yeah, the, after that first metal show, he kind of turns it. I think it's Tony turns it back on me. He's like, "He's like, well, what would Emerson think of you?" Yeah, or what you do? right. He's, he's like, he's like, shit. That's a good question. <laughs> Tony dunks on him. The classroom goes cold. Oh man, he sucked the air right out. Morehouse got taken down a peg so, right it's there. It's pretty good. Yeah, he's like, hey, well, <laughs> but these he just kind of expects these kids to be in it. I think by middle of the movie, he's like, maybe I should like actually do my job. There's a there's a line right before he really loses the crowd, like the third time we see him in class, he goes points to the uh, the chalkboard. He goes, well, I hope you've got an idea what the American transcendentalists were up to. <laughs> <laughs> just what's like. You are losing these kids, Matthew. <laughs> you're getting yeah. You're going further away from where we need to be. <laughs> Black Rose is in, is in town, sir. The game has changed. <laughs> Being the coolest teacher at high school is not is going to be as cool as the rock band who seemingly hangs out with the kids too. Yeah, this very bit. accessible rock band. And he is the only one suspicious of the rock band for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. There's a local like Mothers Against Metal council with Julie Adams. I was going to say, got a legend in this movie. Nothing to do. She totally vanishes after the first Oh, yeah, she's in one movie, scene, right? Yeah, she's in the one scene where she's the woman from Creature of the Black Lagoon. Yeah. And the uh, woman. yeah, she gets, she gets one scene of her being the, the prissy kind of. She Listen comes to back. these lyrics. Yeah. You the, and she's me. the one leading the charge. Yeah, and then the lyrics the are like the tamest thing, where it's just like, "I don't like school." <laughs> now, how can we <laughs> let them hear this? We can't let. It... <laughs> so that sounds crazy, right? But you think to that time, 1989, man, when The Simpsons came out, how much did our parents lose it? Oh yeah, your parents. Did you even make it to season? No, you made it to season two. It was the tre- first Treehouse of Horror. We, uh, yeah, we. We were not allowed to watch The Simpsons. I think we were able to watch the one episode with the uh, camper, like in the season, first season. Okay. And Big Call, and stuff. Call of the Simpsons. And then was... Treehouse of Horror, yeah, no go. And then Done. it was like three seasons later, 
we finally begged our parents to let us watch it. And it was and <laughs> Society's it, Moors had dropped. And enough. it ended up being the Bart the Hall Monitor episode, which is one <laughs> of the most anti authority episodes in the entire run of the show. And I I remember my mom watched it with us and she's like, They made fun of cops, they made fun of teachers. <laughs> yeah. No, parents were like, flipping yeah. out. My neighbor Colin. And it was like, Yeah, and it was really funny. That they gave Bart a gun. <laughs> That episode where Mrs. Krabappel like makes out with that Chinese or the sushi sushi oh, yeah. chef in the back seat, man. My Ooh. my friend Kong, he called me up right after. That. He's like, "It's done." <laughs> like my parents pulled it. Like that was it. Another friend, it was just uh, the Vega. This kid is talking back to adults. You don't watch that. Yep, bad influence. So that 1989, the lyrics would not take much. No, it didn't. Like you didn't need to be playing actual like Testament. To, the, to these parents, like they were, especially in a small little dirt water shithole, <laughs> like <Canadian>. Mill Basin. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the friends, Tony, does this thing. I got to bring this up. Mm-hmm. The blowjob taunt. <sighs> what wow. is this taunt that has persevered? I have never understood this taunt. Because, what, Julie and Johnny, mm-hmm. Johnny asked her, yeah, I need to talk to you about last night. And Tony goes on to this to mime an extended blowjob. One of the most aggressive mimed blowjobs I've ever seen. <laughs> Just yes. way too harsh. Forceful. Yeah, like his and tongue's about to rip through that cheek. Too long. You know, if you do the little jerk-off motion with a guy, you don't sit there tugging it for like 15 <laughs> seconds. You do like a little quick, like... This guy, does, so I never get this, but like the guy doing the taunt is also the one being like, check out how really, really good I am. <laughs> hey, <laughs> At uh, this imagine motion. If a dick was in my mouth right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it would look Joke's like. Joke's on you, right? <laughs> this is you exactly this, what. You see this visual <laughs> of what a dick popping through my mouth would look like? <laughs> This taunt is so long, and you just have to show everybody how good you are at blowing dudes <laughs> the whole time. And I kid you not, I had to look this guy up. His IMDb photos. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, careful what you do on camera, His kids. real name is Tony. It's him in the scene, fully leaned over, just... Ugh. Iconic. This guy was a, a creature effects guy. Oh, cool. He worked with this director. He did a lot of the creature effects for this movie. And he's like, yeah, I can fill time in this scene. That makes Wait, sense how why... Long? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there he is. That makes sense why he uh, <laughs> the is the one that's on fire. Oh, good end. point. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing the fire stud. Yeah, and, and he lifts the guy up in that wrestling scene. The, the weird parking lot Man, fight. He gorilla press slams a guy who, who snatches his free uh, Black Roses LP. Put that as your picture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get that, you, man. You're holding you, a man over your head, like, and he threw him. What's great is, I was like, oh man, is he gonna throw him on those women? There was like girls lined up, and he was acting like he was gonna press him into the girls. He just pressed them over the girls, over them, just into the that concrete. Had to hurt. That was. A, we didn't see the landing, but it, no. it was a, it's a high landing. Yeah, pressed this man, and also could do another thing or two. <laughs> Guy's got a lot of skills, but. I love this build-up to the first Black Roses show. Because we're not just getting, like, one show. Black Roses are doing a residency. Yeah. 
They're doing just some like trying out material shows all week. I really like the progression of the shows. It was a cool culty like you got to indoctrinate them and get them going, and then they're hooked. Yeah, kind of vibe. I dug it. Yeah, I really liked it. Even though it is filmed in like my high school's theater, with like the little fold out chairs and stuff. Big time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, but they're just cool. playing a small town, right? Yeah. And I love this masterful gambit that Damien. Once we get used to Damien and Black Roses, and mm-hmm. the rest of Back Roses is this metal band called King Cobra. Yep. They did all the music. The drummer, it's his band. The guy that looks like Tom Savini mm-hmm. on the drums. Carmine Apice. Yeah. From Vanilla Fudge. Mm-hmm. That's right. The Vanilla Fudge. I know his name because I know he's got a brother. Vinny. 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 And they, they say their last names differently. Isn't that maddening? It's insane. That's the only Carmine thing I know Apice about him. and Vinny Apice. Vinny Apice. Apice is probably more Carmine correct. Carmine Apice. Carmine Apice. Vanilla Fudge, their cover of that Supreme song was like, the score of Cliff Booth beating all the hippies to death. Yeah. That was that that was Carmine on drums <laughs> thundering through Cliff wrecking a woman's face. Show legend. Yeah. So Carmine Apiece, we're getting all the band. Maybe he had to do a album when or a movie when he was playing with Ozzy. Probably. He was drumming for Bark of the Moon tour. Has to be in a werewolf movie. We'll cover the full Carmine. Oh yeah. And what a what a gambit by Damien. So Damien was not the lead singer of King Cobra. That guy no. was an actor. Right, right, right. Whoever that guy was, actor. Sal Viviano. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, yeah, where are they? they <laughs> where where are they went to the Jersey Shore from? and got these guys. Yeah. <laughs> Carmine's Viviano. like, I got a guy. But what a plan. All the adults, all the prudes show up for the first concert. And Damien busts out the ballad. Mm-hmm. And I love how he goes, this is a song about my hometown. And then the first lyric is like, in my hometown. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he he had, really is going into he it. He had me fooled. I was going like, what the fuck? Yeah. What is this now? And he, they of play course, the it's because all the adults are in the back making sure this isn't too heavy yeah. metal. Black Roses, the demons, were smart enough to lead with their worst song. <laughs> and they make the song so bad that all the adults are like, well, I think we've heard enough. They all just think their kids are listening to just pussy music. Even even Julie Adams is like, well, it's loud, I guess. She, <laughs> yeah. She's all had to shift the argument to the amplification because the band is so like lame. Uh huh. She just immediately turned off. Like I can't even fake this. <laughs> and and I love how Morehouse like sees through this gag because we you know he sees through it because we get like a thirty second long back and forth stare down. With and closer and closer. <laughs> this actor has to do so many staring at things scenes in this movie. It's insane. Yeah. He's got to watch demons transform super slow. He's got to <laughs> yeah. He's got to watch kids not react to him in a classroom. There's a lot of a lot of hard stares from this guy. The prolonged eye contact from Morehouse. It's like all the effects and changes take a really long time, and he's left filling that time with yeah. like making just like we're gonna need a little more here, John. <laughs> yeah, come on, keep it up. We'll we'll figure out when to cut it. Keep looking horrified. That's and they right. just keep it all. But I love how it just Morehouse is kind of like captivated by the stare of Damien. Like Damien locks eyes with him. Mm. Morehouse is going out the door. Him and Ken Swafford, his father-in-law. Yep. And we 
do we not get into any reasons why him and his wife got divorced? Just that they seem to really hate each other. I don't remember. one scene they get. Yeah, I, I don't remember that part. But I think maybe he's just dedicated to the kids too much. Like, it's his job as a high school teacher, like, tore them Real, apart. It, yeah, I mean, I can Could've see been. it. The, him and Julie, something. Anyway, yeah. but him and... Real quick, Ken Swafford. Good guy. Mm-hmm. I like that guy. Love that actor. He's like when you need a George Kennedy, but like two-thirds the size. Yeah. He's like a 5'6", George Kennedy. Now that we know George Kennedy's got to be like 6'2", 6'3". <laughs> he looked massive and Huge. uninvited. Andre the Giant. So Ken Swafford's like who you get when you need like a little little guy. Mm-hmm. Little George Kennedy. Same comb over. Right. Same, same Small town same mayor. Kind of stuff. Great small town. To yeah. Love this guy. And this like prolonged eye contact when they're going out for a drink, him and Swafford. And I love the second Morehouse leaves. Black roses are in like leather and black leotards. That ti- that cl- attire change was instant. The that second was, the last adult read, boom. Yeah. Now's the real show. It's like they kind of like wait for the door to close and then they're like, hit it. Yeah. Then the yeah the white cloaks come off. They're in these real spandexy black leather. Oh, yeah, the leather and straps, the leotards. And then the music gets a little heavier. It, it's better. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the actual Black Roses stuff is pretty good. Later, they Johnny's like listening to the record at home, and he's listening to my hometown. Like, come on, Johnny. <laughs> what? It's a good song. Why well, Johnny's like into the ballad? Of course. Yeah. What a guy. And. So, like, the kids, I love, this is where the movie gets a little slow. Every, you know, we get a long hypnotized. Like, these kids are all kind of slowly killing their families. Wish we saved, like, a huge massacre of family killing Yeah. At the end. I wish that hypnosis got to build more. Because the killing starts pretty quick. Mm-hmm. One night of the show, people's parents are getting, because we get a cameo early on. Well, yeah, 30 minutes in is, the, this movie almost tops out early. I mean, this reaction at the screening I was at is one of the greatest movie reactions. When Vincent Pastore, an unbilled, not in the opening credits, because it's his first role, mm-hmm. even though he looks exactly like Vincent Pastore, because he's in his 40s. Yeah. Started acting in his 40s, you know? He just literally walks onto the screen, <laughs> walks into frame as Tony's dad. Yep. Uh, this is Big Pussy from Big Pussy. Sopranos, if you don't know. Iconic, instantly recognizable guy. So the reaction live. So again, not in the people would have recognized and been excited for Vincent Pastore. Yeah. This guy's a legend, and not in the opening credits. Steps around a wall into frame to start, uh, I guess, gay bashing his son. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the what's like the good version of a jump scare? Like I felt the theater shift. In surprise, everybody uh-huh. immediately was just like, what? And then it was almost this, you know, uh, when we've seen like friends fall asleep during a movie and like the room's laughter kind of wakes them up and they kind of wake up like into yeah, yeah. it. Uh, it was that re- everybody was suddenly jumped into this by big pussy. And then it led to kind of spontaneously like, like sleepy, like, oh, all right. Like, <laughs> just. I kind of did that at home watching yeah. it on streaming, too. I was kind of like, whoa, what? Yeah, suddenly this? a room of 50 people just applauding the surprise cameo of Big Puss. Well, not only that, but he's playing Big Puss in the movie. <laughs> yes. Like, he literally comes in the frame and, he, and uh, 
talks to his kid Tony. He goes, hey, Stumar. <laughs> yeah, him, every he, part of him is like big pussy. He tells pussy. him to go do the dishes, gives him a, yeah, gives him a little F-A-G Gets to drop slur. The, the F slur. And then his... Guy's uh, got like four lines, and God, one of them is He the gives slur. another one of those just perfect, like, ah, gabagoo kind of. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> you but think oh. about it. So Sopranos is 12, 11, 12 years after this, and the guy hasn't stopped working since. For yeah. 12 years, this guy was showing up on... He was, he's a really great guy to be like a random guy in a law and order. Like where he's moving mm-hmm. crates at the docks and he's like, yeah, I might have known him. Yeah. I've seen him. I've been watching all my 97 WCW. He is in this action news commercial. This is 97. Ten years post Black Roses, right? Where it's just a bunch of, you know, it's a 30 second news ad where people are like, I need my news and I need it fast. And then it just like cuts to him as a guy working a hot dog cart, and he's like, "Bada bing, bada boom." It's like that's the shit that story was getting for a decade before Pussy. Yeah, it Beautiful. just cuts to him just to be the like that guy. Hey, quit he busting my balls. Guy. And oh man, should have looked up his IMDb because I'm sure it's just nothing but cab drivers and you know, oh, it definitely bookies is. and that kind of thing, yeah, right? Absolutely. Before and um, it's still in sorrow. Yeah, I think he it's was still- on a. Uh, my father-in-law only watches Blue Bloods now, oh and so we were at the we were at his forty-third season. We were at his house, and I swear, Pestori, it was maybe that show or something like it. Yeah, but he shows up, you know, kind of as a, yeah. a tough. Uh, he's got like white hair. Attorney now. now. Looks yeah, cool. that, yeah. But uh, he in this scene, he's in one scene as the as the dad in this. He's movie. like our first death, and he gets the the icon, one of the most iconic what the fucks. In all of cinema, <laughs> what the fuck? He go, what the fuck? Yeah, his he I gets mean, a full what the fuck, and then he gets to fight like a foam skeleton demon crab, and gets sucked into a stereo speaker. Were this guy not holy shit, like beloved character actor Vincent Pastore, it still would be a legendary performance. Yeah. This guy is on the screen exactly. for three total minutes, gets four hilarious lines. <laughs> Nobody wanted to laugh at his Epsler joke, but it was a funny joke, and it was one of those like we can't hand it to him. Yeah, <laughs> we can't. Nobody has to hand it to him. And but he he perfectly summed up. All the relationship with that kid and that family, and you see the mom later is like the the, the you know the oh the yeah head, the, the waitress pin, the roll pin classic, waving classic bad lax yeah and I like how he is we got an introduction to uh, Julie's stepdad yeah earlier in his Yankees cap who's more of the classic drunken lecherous stepdad mm-hmm. right Pastor goes a totally different route where it doesn't seem like outright hatred for his son but a very uh, masculine toxic masculinity kind of household definitely and uh once we start getting into the effects and the record starts melting also very weird that they used what was clearly a mentor's record <laughs> yeah <laughs> they couldn't have made a prop black roses they think no label. one would notice the close-up of the record does not say it's yeah. clearly the mentors up the <laughs> dose the record isn't even spinning it's just a close-up on the label right have made that's that. what vincent best story was going what the fuck what about the it fuck? what the yeah. fuck <laughs> i mean let me tell you man if everybody was surprised that big pussy suddenly walks into frame nobody was expecting you know the melted record demon to come out of the speaker that's cool that was great that's cool that's like that's naked lunch kind of skittering bugs watching past story have to wrestle on the ground with this thing and like have to have it like drag him into the speaker where it's clearly just him 
yeah. fighting a piece of foam. It's so beautiful. I had no idea we had a performance of him fighting like a foam crab. Yeah. Foam spider. Yeah. That's amazing. That's him breaking into the business. And then just like everything else in this movie, you'll never see that effect again. That creature is gone. We'll never understand why it came out of the speaker. No other creatures come out of the speakers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every one of these No other kids... records melt and bubble. That's the one time that happens. You know, in hindsight, I, I appreciate more of the, the lack of continuity because I like a guy going to the movie being like, I want to show off the different kind of monsters and For kills sure. I could do, right? Let's see my seven monsters. And what they what some of the monsters lack in like higher quality, you know, clearly puppets, no moving eyes kind of thing, but like uh creativity. Sure. Cool things done with them. I liked all the different effects. But yes, you will never see another speaker monster, you never see another melted record. Yeah. Never again, right? Yeah. The the one concert where they turn a few teenagers into like beaker from the Muppets. Like yeah. you never see that again. Never. That hap- that's never brought up. Like, did they kill those <laughs> yeah. kids? Did they kill what? that kid? What happened to those that's kids? Like night two, <laughs> yeah. like the next night. No one brings up. There's like four missing kids from the concert. And uh, yeah, I thought it was a great touch by Pastor. I'm going to give him credit for that. Yeah, because it's tough to make it look realistic that you're like scared and backing away because he's still a big guy. He's probably in real life. He's probably like my height. Mm-hmm. But he's definitely got a, at least a hundo on yeah. me, right? I noticed that second time through, he's wearing slippery loafers yeah. on a hardwood floor. He's backing up and his feet are just slipping. I think that's his touch. How can I convincingly be on my ass this long mm-hmm. for this thing to kind of overwhelm me? It's slippery floor backed up against a wall. I think this guy went full method. I believed it. Yeah. I believed he got sucked into the speaker. Yeah, all these kids start getting hypnotized to do different things in different ways. Some are already possessed. Mm-hmm. Some turn into demons. Morehouse is drinking milk with, <laughs> with Damien. They just cut to Morehouse and Damien hanging out at the performance venue with full glasses of milk. That that was the part where it's like, uh, what is going on here? You know, where you're watching <laughs> yeah. the movie, like Morehouse goes to talk to Damien to make sure everything's Confronts okay. Confronts him, yeah. And Damien's got like a shorter haircut and he's like wearing a blazer. And he's like, well, you'll find that our music's really quite... Like, wait, wait. Damien a- suddenly looks like the cool teacher. Yeah. Damien looks like cool teacher version of Damien. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that hair looked so bad in the first Damien performance. And now he just has kind of a swoopy, like wham George Michael haircut. Mm-hmm. But he's also wearing slacks. Like really uncool slacks. I don't know who this. And the whole band is, is still like setting up gear, even though they played last night. Is that supposed <laughs> to be like a funny touch, like a uh, uh, something that might have been a real life, uh, con- you know, constantly uh, continuity error stricken production? But it's really just the demons kind of like fucking it up. <laughs> like the demons are showing some seams. Like we don't understand that the humans don't have different haircuts every day. Right. We're just trying to appropriate human haircuts. What? Which one today? Maybe the demons just didn't do all their research. I don't know. I think that's a big. I think there's a there's an argument for that. Yeah, definitely. The demons do kind of seem like they don't quite have it down. Yet. Yeah, it's not like a fully tight. This is again. This is like, the test one. Yeah, because like yeah, they're zapping some kids. They're getting other kids to kill parents. But then like by that final uh, concert, he's just kind of like, yeah, love me, worship me. It's like, 
He lets the, the cat out quick. That's that's kind of where, yeah, I think you were saying earlier, like, what's the end game here? See, I think that's why there's got to be tons of different black roses and some other, like, smarter demons that are kind of observing the different black roses and I how like they do. And so it's like, all right, well, Mill Basin went tits up. That went terrible. And so it's like how – and then the best black – so maybe there was like a demon battle of the bands. Mm-hmm. And that's why the Lizzie Borden song was so different at the beginning. You know, it was like, all right, the coolest demon band is playing MSG. Yeah. They're playing Madison Square Garden. Yeah, they finally get to the big the big garden at so the So we're end, seeing man. like <laughs> – we're just seeing one of the bands, their tryout show, which like – yeah, starts out hot. But by the third night, cat's out of the bag, mm-hmm. and they kind of blow it kind of fumble right they get brought down well, by morehouse yeah the, the whole band and a theater full of possessed kids could not take out one lit teacher Mm-mm. this guy stood in, up. in a vest in like a puffy vest <laughs> he's gonna go fight the demons in his puffy orange i gotta sneak into this concert and uh set everything on fire i better get the orange puffy vest the, yeah. and just kind of throw some gas on the stage right in, in full view him just like he just like dumping it out right in full, like, it's like oh it's a, it's a lot quieter in here without them playing music and just chanting i uh i was kind of hoping to <laughs> some show man i was at a like you're at a show with a pit people are getting uh crowd surfed you know mm-hmm. for some reason it was the funniest thing to me i forget the band now but like the show like the song stopped and so, like a guy was just kind of stopped <laughs> mid uh, mid body surf. So then suddenly, instead of moving, it was just like some guys holding him. <laughs> right. Like suddenly, the rules changed. Like Moros is just dumping gas for a minute, and suddenly the song stops. Just like, <laughs> yeah, the rules changed, man. You had your chance. He also, that final scene, in that last scene, throws Julie off the stage, but just onto the floor. <laughs> just just, just her. plants her onto the floor. Well, we got Loved that it. before we get the big school showdown. Yeah, one my favorite non bump and sorrow scene in the movie is him fighting uh, his own that big bald demon. Was that Julie? Were all the girls named Julie? So, One's Janie. I think the demon that I got confused by who some Julie. of these kids were. Yeah, I think there's a demon that pretends to be Julie that tries to get him. Because then we do see Julie at the end, and he seems to have saved her. But I do think Julie is the one that, like, Cronenberg sawed that lady's neck in the car. Oh, yeah. Where she way too grizzly. She really kills cut that Priscilla. lady's throat. He killed. That's what it's like. This movie's like a bunch of rubber effects, and then, like, a kid just shooting his dad yeah, four Johnny times. Johnny just unloads it. Like, man. And then, the, and then Julie just bludgeoning her stepdad with, like, an ashtray. With like really exploitation effect, like close up of blood on the carpet, and then she yeah cuts a woman's throat, and then it's like a giant lizard at the end. <laughs> it's like yeah. really so the wild actual, swings. The Johnny scene in particular, after he kind Dark. of after he beds like a babe, who I don't think they who got I think a it's real a demon. Yeah, that it has to be a demon. It was really yeah. shadowy. I love that shot of him kind of sparking up a J and lying on his bed. And then it cuts to him looking up his ceiling, and he just has, like, an office tile ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) They just just filmed a ceiling at my office. It's that same tile, man. I had that popcorn ceiling as a kid. I love that his dad reads the same newspaper for, like, four days in a row. (laughs) Just every time reading that paper. It's possible they only had a weekly in Mill Basin. (laughs) USA Uh, Today. But then... He comes down and just 
Yeah, the way he's standing next to his dad, the way he just... That was really dark. It's dark. Much it's darker really dark. than the other kind of... Johnny, all the camp was gone. He did not come dancing into this scene. No. But when Julia's hitting on Morehouse, really wanting it. It's the demon. He's yeah. fighting his demons, which are wanting to have sex with one of his students. Exactly. Specifically Julia. Which could have happened. That could easily be why he and Priscilla were. If this girl's Something already happened. slashing throat to yeah. get at him, like, could have already been the well thing. and priscilla is the one that gets her throat cut yeah and when she turns around and sees julie she says something like oh you're one of his little students mm-hmm. like she hates these she kids hates these kids yeah kind of with good cause these kids are easily manipulated into doing bad things i assume she just hated him because he wouldn't stop talking about emerson like he just comes home and it's <laughs> like well you'll never guess what joey said about emerson today <laughs> can we it's teach like, a different guy <laughs> he definitely seems like a guy who's like r- like really learned Except he only has one guy. Yeah. Like, he really hasn't read other shit. I think he, a lot of Emerson guys are like... like he's, he's a real like Emerson guy, huh? Well, it's just... Yeah, it's a, that's the person I remember reading in high school, too, and being like... I bought, like, an Emerson book, you know, of his mm, writings mm. and stuff, and read, like, three pages of it, and was like, what am I doing? I know. <laughs> <laughs> what am I drinking? Milk? <laughs> yeah. Am I going to philosophize over yeah, here? Yeah, I, I know. Leaves, yeah, leaves, like, leaves a grass over here. What, who am I? Who am I here? Some stupid guy. And exactly. uh, <laughs> but the fight he has with the Jew. Once the I love a good. Oh, suddenly I got sharp teeth. Oh, suddenly my, what I when I really love a mouth tooth effect is when the jaws start growing. Once yeah. they got bigger gums and bigger jaws, I'm like, oh, we're getting big ones. I like before that where Julie's trying to go down on him and he has to slap her away. Yeah, and then he gets this great. Best line reading the guy does in the whole movie where he's just like, what the hell is going on around here? Some great line reading. He yeah. gets a killer one at the end. You know, he slapped her away because he's like, got his eyes on Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Tony's good. I know where it's where He's it's at. seen what Tony could do. <laughs> Tony shows it off. And uh, <laughs> how bad would he have felt if not only had he had sex with a high school student, but then she's also a demon? Then it turns out, yeah. He does. That's a Fug hard, harder look in the mirror. Because <laughs> once Julie turns, yeah, I love in Fright Night when Amanda Burst gets like the bigger teeth. Like, oh, we're, get, we're going bigger. Oh, they no. gave Julie the biggest teeth they had. And I love that it goes full rubber suit, animatronic, bald head, ugly ass, web fingered yeah. demon, right? Strange looking Stock- creature. It was a weird hair, like featherless bird. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stalking yeah. him through through the house. Exactly. Demon ostrich. But like there's one scene where it's like behind the counter and you see him fall and it comes at him. It's like, ugh. That is a creepy. I'm it was sitting, actually creepy. I was sitting there in my recliner, second row, underneath that thing. That shot the far because we kept seeing these close up shots of it. Something about the across the room shot of it like walking and moving. You didn't yeah, see yeah, the legs, yeah. but seeing it over the counter, oh, yeah. I thought that was fucked. That was exactly, dude. I, that, I had the same thing where it was like, God, this thing is so silly. Ugh. Yeah, Ugh. it looks silly, and then I like, Ugh. it made my skin crawl for that. Yeah, yeah, great shot. And after he just stabs it to death with a sh- with like a spool a stool leg, he just has this, oh fuck, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, and. I, I, people were having a good time during this movie. Yeah. Once uh, the Johnny scene hit. Theater could not handle Johnny swinging around a lamppost. When Johnny gets down into a squat, <laughs> hanging off this lamppost, 
people were losing it, right? Yeah. I had one of those moments during his his OF where I just had this like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? Perfect. Perfect read, right? When he goes, his big plan for Damon, I love these guys with their big plans, where he's stepping up. His big plan is just carry in like a red can that says gas <laughs> on it. And get some flares. There is nobody within eight feet of him, and he's just like dumping this gas onto the stage and then damien looks over like seven feet to his right and just kind of does a <laughs> okay yeah. all right get him get him everyone well so yeah what's the plan he's gonna set the theater full of children on fire literally he had already like, decided that this these kids were done they're done right they're already toast they're already possessed yeah we'll, we'll, we'll have a new crop next year don't worry about yeah them. the baby is thrown out with the bathwater. <laughs> all of it these kids are going up. Yeah. Whichever ones in the back can get out, great. But that is the, the scene where he's like getting prepped and getting the gas and like buying flares off a guy. The music behind him is just this total like Superman like yeah. And then it's it yeah, it tickled me. It I, was. I thought it was really funny. They have him like Magnum PI driving around in his sports car, just like doing burnouts trying to get from one place to another i also love those 80s movies that like that could not happen today like the the scene of him going from house to house like looking for people and stuff like you would just get on the phone today right like yeah i just love that him pulling up squealing up to different houses and having these interactions you're totally right yeah for a guy who was such a cheese dick from scene one of this movie i grew to enjoy how once i realized that oh morehouse is going to be in this movie two-thirds of the time mm-hmm I just, our guy. I just got into Morehouse. I got into him. I got into him with the sweater. That's what put me sure. on his side. Sure. That was that was your guy's toughest moment. <laughs> it's what drew me towards him. Our conclusion but is... But after he took off the sweater and he sits down with his beer and his glass and he looks up at a picture of him and the students that he has in his house. <laughs> it looks like it was taken a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> They're all... They have the same haircut. It was for like Wednesday. He's wearing the sweater, probably. I don't know. <laughs> Johnny is behind him with like a big old finger point in. Just, just Tony's oh, front left. So funny. And it's like a black and white photo. It just cuts back to him. Just like, those He's were like, the times. Those are the kids that I'm going to set on fire now. Yeah. <laughs> it is decided. That's when he knew. It's like, these kids are done. So, yeah. I was back on board then. He His plan is so bad. And I kind of like that the demons were like, fine. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like how they grab him, and then Damien's like, oh, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> you're real good. <laughs> you haven't done anything. Yeah. <laughs> he threw some gas on your stage. It's unlit. Yeah. That's so, you're the best I've seen yet. I know. Oh, see, another clue. Yeah. So they, They're all they, doing this. They've, they've been, been running the their circuit. Toes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've been Most guys just bring a gun. He brought gasoline and flares. They've been telling him. See, it's like before phones before the internet wrestling territory people aren't driving four hours to the next texas territory yeah you tell everybody in each town that they're getting this match for the first time right they worked lawler kaufman matches in dozen cities Mm -hmm. that was not just a one-time thing right that's a touring match nobody in the next town knew there was probably like two freaks in each territory (laughs) that followed these two Canadian territory? Nobody's making those death drives to the next town. Oh, no. Might as well be happening in another universe. So these towns back then, like, yeah, 
play North Dakota. Yeah, then you can go head on over and play old Racine. Hmm. Nobody will know. This is 1988. So you don't think maybe he's the best? You think he's blowing some smoke up him when he's like, you're the best I've ever seen? I don't know. He's like... Damien sends a lot of mixed messages. Well, then Damien decides to turn into the giant lizard. It's a good one. He's like the giant ghoulie that, at the uh, end of Ghoulies too. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it, it just, the, yeah, the, the fun stuff with the rubber in this movie is the obvious like guy in a suit who has no idea where he's going or R- where he's supposed to face. Rubber suit Damien is great because it's just him just like. too oh. long. Yeah. They're too long. And he's just kind of thumping. Like, this is the demon. You're just kind of thumping a lit teacher around, like not even cutting him. But also the demon seems stoked. He thinks he's doing great. He, he thinks he's got this fight More won. The second he turns into this demon, Morehouse just starts punching him. Morehouse, right in the face. It does. I don't think, yeah, I don't think it has the horrifying effect he hopes it has. Because, yeah, Morehouse is like, all right, I guess I'm fighting a giant lizard now. Realistically, if demons were real... Our best chance would probably just be to like go after the demon's just go, eyes. Just go for it. The him. second a demon appears, none of this fear. Just go into it with the mindset of just like, well, this seems like this seems it. Yeah. Just run it, predator. Just pounce on him. You have the element of surprise is your only chance. Well, the 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 winning shot I think in this in this bout is what what you should do if you see a demon. Go right for the nuts. Go just for it. kick him as hard as you can. In his non-genital yeah. area. Why'd they it think still worked. Yeah. They made themselves too human. Yeah. That's why all these never work for demons, for aliens. Kicking they get the demon too in the nuts, entranced man. by the humans. Yeah. We're such a puny species. Well, I think that's what... The, the, a demon would never expect you to kick him in the nuts. Like, he doesn't know that's a popular move. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? There's so much stupid shit that we do that they just can't <laughs> learn exactly. without experiencing it. And so that's why I'm, that's why there's like some board of supervisors that's sitting back and being just like, all right, we know that nuts are a thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like we know that. Don't leave uh, the crotch exposed. We know that's a go-to. All right. <laughs> like they're figuring out all the things that can go wrong. They're just crash test dummies. These different Damians. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot of different Damians. I like it. And so yeah, that when after this is all over and Morehouse and all the I do the second they become a demon and and they're playing through fire. And, and Carmine's back there on the drums. These kids are immediately, like, in a panic. Mm-hmm. I love how the kids snap awake. Johnny's doing the, like, oh, where's my dad? <laughs> I know. There's going to be a lot of trauma mm-hmm. from this town. Whether or not uh, it's actually the kids killed them or it was demons. Like, there's a lot of dead parents in this little town now. I wish they had the foresight to film, like, a Julie Adams told you so. <laughs> Kind of she, she should have been there at the end. Julie like, Adams, at, yeah, Julie Adams at the end, just being like, "Well, like, ah, uh, they didn't. You didn't listen, to old Jules. Yeah, I told you. I told you this shit was terrible. <laughs> didn't you know? Don't want to lord no over one eight, listens to me. Head smashing deaths, yeah. but uh, these kids' lives were ruined by rock and roll. She was right. She's Absolutely. probably going to be like really smug and happy about it. She kind of got. She's going to have fuel for years. Oh, yeah. Never letting this She's one go. She's never going to yeah, not tell that story. Morehouse and uh, Ken's old Mayor uh, Mayor Neal just kind of chilling with beers like guys afterwards watching TV. I love the reveal that Black Rose is playing the garden. Yeah. Sold out instantly. 
instant sell. And they're going to England afterwards. Mm-hmm. They're taking this thing international. It's going global. I love the newscast where they're like t- telling them about they're playing Madison Square Garden. And the news, ca- the quote they is like, "I've always wanted to play Madison Square Garden. I knew I could count on New Yorkers for their support." <laughs> yeah, that's. That's the quote in the newscast David from is, Damien. David is dry. I knew I could count on you guys for su- your support. <laughs> Rock and roll, man. <laughs> it leaves it pretty open-ended that there is a chance that Damien is like the cult leader in Mandy, who mm. really does just want to be a rock star. Yep. <laughs> the cult is great. The cult is a means to the rock stardom. You know, it's like Manson wanting to be (laughs) a rock musician. The cult was kind of a happy accident from all this, right? I think Damien's just doing what it takes to get to play the garden. I think that this if there's not a sequel, Black Rose is too lost in New York, where Morehouse (laughs) goes to New York to fight the band. Oh, wow. I mean, if I see that newscast, I'm going to Madison Square Garden. With a big red can of gas and my puffy orange yeah. vest, he's putting I'm in that, that black shit. and orange sweater. Is getting thrown <laughs> the in the sweater's suitcase. going in. It's going in. His classical cassette tapes. Up. Swafford's coming. Him and Johnny. He's gonna be there. Yeah, Swafford's coming. Johnny's coming. Oh, Johnny will want revenge. Yep. Oh man, you get Tony in there. They're gonna get in. Uh, God, Tony's, these four uh, boys getting in Tony's Mustang like, or whatever. I rock. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Now these rock and roll ruins lives. And we're going to cover that when we do Hell's Bells, The Dangers of Rock and Roll next week. Black Roses is streaming everywhere. This movie was probably mm-hmm. n- difficult to find for 20 years, and now it's just on Peacock. I hope I hope Lloyd Kaufman and the team at Troma is getting some of that yeah. from the streaming services now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this was an actual Troma movie. You get the Troma Presents with the Troma intro at the beginning. Yeah. Lloyd Kaufman do- is good at taking credit for a lot of things. So... Mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy someone's distributed it. This yeah. is a cool little notch in the heavy metal horror genre. We'll, we'll have to dip our toes in. We'll have to see what what else is out there. Mm-hmm. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. Watch this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Check it out. Thank you for listening. Rock and roll.